tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today. The NFL season is back, and it was interesting. First week, it was cool. I think it's going to be a very interesting season, and I think some upsets are going to happen. But, Ariel, how you doing? As soon as you said that, like, a wave of rage just went through me. And if you know, you know, it's hard out here being a Falcons fan. Um, we're definitely not going to talk about them today just for the sake of time. But, uh, man, but the, the it was up and down. Every game I switched to was either a blowout or it was a close game. Had three overtime games. Had a tie on Sunday. D- crazy week. I'm, I'm happy. I'm mad. I'm all of it. But, you know, a great start. You know, if you can make your audience feel all those emotions, I think you, you know, succeeded. Yeah, um, and you said something last week uh, that was, I think, very pertinent. And what you said last week was that you think that the NFL scheduled the games the way they did on purpose. And I, you were totally correct. Like, every game sort of had stakes, had a storyline, whole nine yards, and I think that that made it be a great premiere week on, and you know, for the NFL. So let's go on and get into it. We're going to start with my boy Lamar. All right, I need y'all to start playing with Lamar Jackson. I watched that game, and I want to say that, listen, I don't know if I'm incriminating myself, but I watched that on bootleg, okay? Watch it on bootleg, because right? NFL Plus, I was going to buy that thing, but I don't want to watch it on the phone. What's wrong with y'all? I, I can't cast it. Like, what in the world? And I, I didn't have the equipment to cast it anyway. I didn't have the equipment, so I, I couldn't do it. But that was that was really weird NFL. I need, I need to get that together. But anyway, I watched the game. Uh, the, the, you had uh, the Ravens. They won 24-9 over the Jets. And Lamar Jackson was 17 for 30. He threw for 213 yards, three touchdowns. But a lot of folks say he can't throw in the media. Listen, we I guess we're not going we to really get into that. We don't got the time for that. But Aria, what did you see from this game? Listen, I'm going to have to give it to you because I was one of those haters. I'm not going to lie. Lamar Jackson can't throw. Definitely proved me wrong. Going for one one reception for 25 yards, another one over. And, you know, he proved to me that he does have an arm. He doesn't have to do all by himself. This was a really selfless game, if you can say that. Some people would say it was the Lamar Jackson show just because this man is playing without an extension to his contract. So, you know, that was already a big thing going into it. If he gets hurt, this will be a big determiner of what his contract will look like. But he went in, he won the game, went against his predecessor, Joe Flacco. You know, seeing him on the other side of the team, seeing where your team looks like now without you, I think says a lot. And he couldn't get anything going against Lamar Jackson and that Ravens team. I mean, they scored an early field goal in the game, and after that, they just took off. And so that says to me that there is more trust in Lamar Jackson than we could ever have and that anybody would ever want. And he's proven to them why they need to extend his contract. This man went out there and won for you by a double deficit, and I don't see any... I don't... You know, like you, I'll agree. I don't want to see any more bad Lamar Jackson talk. He done what he had to do. He completed his game. I don't see anything wrong with him as long as he doesn't get hurt and you know, as long as he plays a selfless game, I'm for it. This is probably one of his better performances. We know not to get too hyped up. I'm not saying that the Ravens aren't a great team, but we know how they do when they start out great, when they are feeling themselves, they kind of start to decline. But I think this is more a of a Lamar Jackson game than a team game, proving that he is the quarterback that they need to give an extra extension for, that he's going to take them into back-to-back consecutive 
playoff years, maybe even another championship run. I believe in that after this game. This I didn't get to see it. I got to read it, and I got to watch the highlights. But from what I saw, this is a definite argument as to why they need to make sure that they pay this man his money. Well, what I will say, Ariel, is that while I did watch the bootleg on live, you can definitely get NFL Plus to watch the replay, okay? Listen, I, I, we'll, we'll do the replay legally. Uh, well, not not now. But, like, you know, I, I, the bootleg, though. <laughs> listen, NFL, listen. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not the one to put the link up. I just watched it. It happened to come my way. So when you get that handle, when you get that handle, we'll, we'll watch the right way. Okay, because I, I, I got the money to buy N NBA League Pass. I, I can get NFL Plus, all right? So we will get it the right way next time, but get it together, all right? I'm just saying. All right, so let's talk about the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. That was NBC's America's uh, game of, of the week, Football Night in America. Uh, it did not live up to that expectation. It was boring. Um, honestly, it was not a great, you know, game. It wasn't, like, all that entertaining. Honestly, I turned it off. I started playing 2K. I'm not going to lie to you. 2K23 is lit, y'all. So I started playing 2K. So, Ariel, you got to just, just take me through there. Like, you know, what was the game? What happened? You know, I feel like it's somewhat disrespectful. Whenever there's not a good game, you just put on 2K. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like, you literally hate us football fans. Like, he was like, ah, it was a trash game. I'm going to turn on 2K. Well, well, to I mean, be I don't fair, blame you. It wasn't the game that we wanted, but. To be fair, I do that for basketball. Like, cause, oh, I hate blowouts in general. Like, blowouts in general, like, I'm, even if it's my team. And that's what I was talking to my dad about. My dad is like, well, if it's my team winning, it's fine. I don't like blowouts, period. And, and it sounds crazy because, like, for example, did I watch Lamar and the Ravens, you know, blow out the Jets? Yes and no. Because I, I changed the channel. I was, I was watching the Colts versus the Texans. So it's like, you know, I, 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 I keep it 100. Even the teams I like, I'm like, okay, you're blowing them out. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Anyway, Colts, Texans, close game, the end of the entire. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I didn't even watch the end of, of, of the Ravens just game. So it's just, I just don't like blowouts in general. Now I know I need to get better at that, especially we're going to be breaking these games down, but it was, it was, it was the only game that was on and I got work to, I had to work with, with Pulse tomorrow. So I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, let me just go on before I go to sleep. Let me just get this 2K in real quick. So yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, I don't blame you. I, well, first of all, I, I really hate the tie situation. Man, just let him battle it out. Let him play him out. I, but I think everybody's kicker was trash, so I wouldn't <laughs> want to watch that either. Let's end the tie. Let's go on to the next game. It, it wasn't working for anybody. It wasn't working for McPherson. It wasn't working for the Chicago. It, it wasn't working for the Steelers. It wasn't working for nobody. So everybody's kicker needs is on watch this week. What is going on? Do, that's what they probably should have drafted, said all those defensive line players. Let's draft some really good kickers out of college because everybody's kickers were just either game winners, game losers, or they missed the goal completely. The boink, I, the Steelers boink is forever going to be in my mind. But let's get back to the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Big news, Dak Prescott may be out with a hand injury six to eight weeks. That's not how you want to start off your season. He already had an amazing Cinderella season come back after that shoulder injury and then is with his ankle. Now you got his hand. And personally, I'd rather break my ankle again than my hand. You already... Paid me all this big money. I was expected to come back. You know, we had Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn really worked with them last year and did really well on their defensive side. And that's one of the big things that helped them with the Cowboys to only hold Tom Brady to 19 points. I don't think it's bad. Holding them and having not one, not two, not three, but four throughout the whole game, three and outs against the Buccaneers. That's saying a lot against the defense and maybe how they're kind of wearing down right now when it comes to Tom Brady and him playing at 45. Now, the other thing that kind of winning is 
the Cowboys. You know, Ezekiel Elliott was held into the second half. He really didn't have that much of an effect playing for the Cowboys. Neither did Jerry Judy, which is kind of confusing because you want those two main players, especially Ezekiel Elliott as your running back, to hit those yards on the ground and make those runs against Tom Brady. So not having them as effective and not really being effective being held to the second half contributed to them losing that game. Now, Tom Brady wasn't perfect either throwing the interception within the first half is unlike him throwing an interception in the first week of the game is unlike him he went for 18 27 212 yards one touchdown that prescott didn't score any touchdown only had that field goal 14 and 29 134 yards wasn't the best performance out of either team however tom brady was able to get something going now he looked a little rusty to me to be at 45 you know having to work with a new offensive line I don't think anybody knows that it's not really the same players besides Godwin and Julio Jones, Julio Jones being, and I, I think I was, I texted to somebody else. I was like, I just feel like Sunday night and Sunday, the whole Sunday was just laughing at me. My Falcons lose and a, they lose in this epic, crazy game against the Saints that didn't deserve that win. Then I got to watch Dan Quinn, who used to be our coach, coach an amazing defense on the Cowboys. And I got to watch Julio Jones play and do a Kevin Durant for Tom Brady. And it's, I think the world is against me. Like, if this is just how you want to hate me as a football fan, then that's fine. But Tom Brady's working with new people and not necessarily bad people, but not having Chris Godwin in your lineup is kind of sad too. He went out with the injury as well. And also having one of your really big offensive linemen went down as well. He's going to have a struggling season. Now it's good for his new coach. I, you know, Tom Boyles, I'm excited for him. Had seen a black coach win his first game. There was six different new head coaches in the NFL. That made me happy however we're gonna have to watch this progression just because tom brady is not the quarterback he used to be he's not the age he used to be he's not working with the team he used to be so this wasn't as though it wasn't a close one they came out they barely made it out alive and i think that's something to look for in the week two i totally agree um you know i just let me ask you this real quick Ariel. I, I gotta ask this because i think it was really weird seeing this was it weird seeing like tom brady throw you know like cat like, like throw passes to julio jones was this sort of weird seeing that as a falcons fan oh i hate it you know i i, I freaking hate it it's just it <laughs> i you know you want to be happy for people it's easier for me to be happy to dan quinn as a defensive coordinator where he's came from and build up the team than for me to see Julio Jones play for a team that consistently beats us and beats us kind of terribly for the past two years. So, you know, like I said, it was a KD move, but you know, at some point you can't fall KD. If you want to win, then you want to win. If you want that ring, then you go to the person that can help you get it. I just think the way he left the Falcons and the way the whole situation went down just wasn't, you know, it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. So it kind of left a scar in my heart. And uh, he looks, and what hurts the most is he looks like the old Julio. He looks like the old dominating right receiver, the top right receiver still to me, despite all these other conversations that people are having. Julio Jones is still one of the top five receivers to me ever. And the way that he looks, the fact that he looks like that with Tom Brady is what upsetting. But, you know, I give it to him. I hope they have a great season or whatever, you know, whatever he decides to do.
For sure, for sure. But yeah, it, it was it was weird, and, and Julio actually was looking really good. Like I have no idea why these players all of a sudden started to play better when they played with Tom Brady. But I digress. Let's move on to the revenge of the quarterbacks. The revenge of the quarterbacks. Was it really revenge, or did the other team get revenge? Great question. Let's go on and, and pose that. So Baker Mayfield went against the Browns and lost. Aria, right, what you think about that? You know, you would think, you know, you have Russell Wilson and then you have Baker Mayfield both going against teams that he used to play for. And you would think one of them would win. Uh, spoiler alert, they both lost. But Baker Mayfield, I think, it wasn't as bad. Well, not bad. It wasn't as a disappointing loss as I would suspect than more of Russell Wilson. Just because Baker Mayfield is playing against a backup quarterback, no offense to Jacoby Brissett, prayed beautifully, actually. I don't think they have much to worry about, you know, with Deshaun Watson being out. I know his name hasn't been spoken for a minute. I think the NFL and all of us are trying to run away from that situation and run away from him right now as they try to let it breathe and get out of circulation in the media. But Jacoby Brissett is actually a great quarterback playing against Baker Mayfield. And I think the one thing that the Panthers didn't have against the Browns was grit. I think it was more of a game that Baker Mayfield was like, I have to prove to them who I am. And they led, the Browns led the Panthers for a minute until the fourth quarter when they came back and, sco and scored those 20-something points against them. And, you know, they missed the field goal, and that's what happened. A lot of field goals determined the end of the game for Sunday. And, I, you know, that's what I'm saying. You need to recruit better kickers. You need to get back on the field and start practicing. But I don't think this was – I don't think it dimmed Baker Mayfield a lot, but I think it speaks to if you come into the game with revenge – and thinking that you're going to be a team with all these problems, you need to make sure that you're okay with yourself first. Because I feel like the reason why they started so late was because Baker Mayfield was in his head trying to prove that I'm still the quarterback that you don't need. I'm the quarterback that carried you to all those playoff seasons, which he's did a long while ago. But you can't be stuck on the Browns. The Browns obviously have moved on without you. They led you, and then they still won. So I think this is now Baker Mayfield's time to reevaluate, collect himself, go into the next game. Well, okay, this is a chip off of my shoulder. I lost, but now I need to prove that I can do whatever I need to do with the Panthers. Because the Panthers, I think, are kind of tied to the situation of flipping through quarterbacks that didn't have a good run. Cam Newton went through three quarterbacks last season, and now they're on to Baker Mayfield. They have to find some type of stability, and I think they have that with this fourth quarter comeback with Baker Mayfield, but is he still on the wire as to, okay, let me see if I can reset and get a win for the Panthers next week. I know for me, I wasn't expecting for the Browns to really go out there and win like that. That's weird. I, I'm just, I, I don't know what, what was going on with that game because I like that was that was not on my bootleg schedule. So I mean, I didn't watch it. Um, but you know, I just listen. You got to go out there and beat your old team. I, I just, I, I don't I, listen. I just don't understand that. Unless you're injured, you got to go out and beat your old team. And maybe that's the basketball in me, like because when the Heat played the Cavaliers when LeBron left, like LeBron won against them. Like, I think that LeBron has always won against the Cavaliers when he's played them, when he's been with both the Heat and the Lakers. And the only time a LeBron James team lost was when he was injured. So I sort of expect that from, especially like a Russell Wilson and a Baker Mayfield, because let's talk about that Monday night game, because I have a lot to say about that. I sort of was waiting, because that's like the game I really want to talk about. So it was the, the Monday night football game. Yeah, you know, Manning Cash. Yeah, you know, Joe Buck and Joe Buck and Troy Eggman with ESPN. So it was covered very well. 
I thought that this game was going to be a complete and total blowout where the Broncos just showed out on the Seahawks. It was going to be like a blowout and I'd be playing 2K or watching Monday Night Raw because Raw was on. So, you know, I would have been doing some melts, but the Seahawks messed around and won. And first and foremost, are you? I want to get your take on the game. Then we'll talk about like the questionable call at the end for, for that field goal versus going for, you know, that fourth down conversion. But how do you feel about the game in general? I think, you know, I feel like people are going to come for me, uh, especially the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I remember telling you, I was thinking Geno Smith is the Sensen Bennett of the Seahawks. I personally, like from the past two years of watching him and coming into the spotlight, because he had a very short starting career. He became a backup quarterback early in his career. And seeing him for the past two years when he had kind of filled in for Russell Wilson, it wasn't the best. He didn't look great. He looked like one of those quarterbacks, like, why were you even drafted anyway? Then you come out of this game and you beat your predecessor. And it's like... Well, maybe he is different with Stinson, but his team carried him, and that's the only reason why I compared him as a Stinson Bennett. His team carried him throughout this game. However, he's not a player like Stinson Bennett just because he's able to make those plays. He he had the grit, and he was actually a good player. You know, you look at the Georgia Bulldogs in that last year when Stinson Bennett is good, but he's like he's the he's the public figure. He's just the head. He's like the president surrounded by a whole bunch of people that are fighting for him. When it comes to the Seahawks, he's not just a figurehead. He actually has the potential to be great, and he proved that, but his team mostly carried him. I honestly was shocked, too. I was literally on the edge of my seat waiting to go listen to my Sunday word because I was like, I, you know, it's so sad that God put football on a Sunday. Like, that's so challenging. Like, I got to be in church, but I also got to watch football. So church, like, it has to end early so that way I can't catch the games. But I was really on the edge of my seat waiting. I was like, okay, they're going to do this. They're going to make the field goal. And I think the most irritating thing of all, but this is just Russell Wilson as himself, he clapped and he was okay at the end of the game after losing. And I'm like, no, you should be pissed. Like, this is a dominating statement for the Seahawks and Geno Smith. They don't need you anymore. This is not like, you know, Tom Brady and Patriots Bill Belichick this is not that kind of relationship they literally said goodbye they literally said we are good without you now the Broncos have to figure out did we make the right trade that game was that game was a title game Geno Smith proved that he can carry this team without him I I think that with Russell Wilson it was shocking when he was traded because I felt as if the Seahawks could have made the playoffs and made the wild card possibly if he didn't get injured you know, because I think that Russell Wilson is a good enough player, you know, to really take his team there. I thought that the Broncos were prepared because I think that I thought that the Broncos were a weapon away. Um, but it was shocking. And I think that in games like this, the reason why in sports we love games like this is because the other team steps up. Typically, the other team steps up. I think even we look at that, you know, Buccaneers versus Patriots game last year. You know, the Patriots sort of stepped up. They played a great game. And Bill Belichick coached a great game against Tom Brady. So that wasn't a blowout. So we love games like this, like the Browns and the Panthers and the Broncos versus the Seahawks because of these moments. And I think that Russell Wilson was sort of disheveled. I believe Pete Carroll sort of had Russell Wilson's number a little bit. I think that Russell Wilson could have done better, and I'm surprised he didn't do better. Because as athletes, like even as entertainers, journalists, you get up for moments like this, you know? And I just, 
I, I don't know why Russell Wilson didn't cook, as we say, like, let Russ cook. He wasn't really cooking, for real. But I think he could have had the opportunity to cook, Ariel, because it was fourth and five. You're under a minute. Call a timeout. Go for fourth and five. Make the first down conversion. Try to get closer to in field goal range. Kick the field goal. You win the game. We're not talking about this. The coach for the Broncos instead decides to drain the clock, call a timeout at the most inopportune time, then take a 64-yard field goal. Didn't consult with Russell Wilson and say, hey, Russ, what you think? He decided to go for a field goal when Russ is known to be a quarterback that can run. Is he Lamar Jackson? Of course not. If he's, is he Josh Allen? No. But Russell Wilson can run the ball. And Russell Wilson has a high football IQ and he can make plays and he was killing third down conversions all evening. But they decided to kick a 64-yard field goal. To me, that was fireable. And I think that was his first game. I'm like, you know what? Well, he got to go. Like, that coach got to go. Because it's like, are you kidding me? But listen, that was just sort of my, I know, like, you know, you're really, you know, you know your football and you really can teach me. But from someone that's getting more into football, that is insane strategy because when you look at it like a chess match or strategy, I want to get as close as I can because the closer I get, the higher percentage it is for me to number one score, but also to kick a field goal. And I know what was going on on Sunday and that the field goal kickers weren't doing all the great of a job, but you get closer and you make a higher percentage field goal kick. Why is that so hard? And yet they had timeouts that they burned at the end when it didn't matter. So the Seahawks get the ball, they're doing kneels, and now you want to call your timeouts. I'm like, dude, if you don't get off my property. Uh, you, listen, you go, you gonna come to work, and your key card's not gonna work. Like, dude, like you want to call timeouts now? Oh, now you want to call timeouts? The game is over. Like, <laughs> like, and then then, on, then technically they Loki had four timeouts. Let's not forget the Broncos had the ball and they had a two point convert. The, the Broncos had the ball and they had a two minute warning. So they had two, they had three timeouts and then they had one that was a two that was a, a two minute you know warning. So you basically had four timeouts and you couldn't make it happen. Aria, I, I was flabbergasted. I like I'm getting more into football, but that was insane. Oh, say I, I can't hear you. I say you froze. Oh, I froze. Okay, cool. I I I, I froze, but but it, but I finished my my statement, so it's all good. Basically, what I was saying was that it's it's insane, and they, and they had a two minute warning, so they basically had four timeouts, two minute warning, and three timeouts, and they didn't call the timeout that was needed, but then he wanted to burn their two timeouts at the end. So yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, it's freezing again. Let me see if I can do what I did. Um, no, I can't, it's not giving me, oh, it is, it is, okay. Ariel, I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm about to turn on low data for all. Ariel, can you hear me? Let me know if you can hear you. You can't hear me? I hear you now. Okay, so so you probably can't see me. I turned on low data mode for all, so I think we're good now. Okay. So whenever you're ready, just I mean, go. If you, if you finish. Yeah, I'm done. Mm -hmm. so whenever you're ready, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think one of the main killers, and I think this is, you know, preaches to the coach and what's going on, also preaches to Russell Wilson and his performance. You were in the red zone. 
two times and fumbled the ball twice on the one yard line and you couldn't pick and one of those one of those one yard line fumbles came off an interception by your defense got them down into the red zone and you still fumbled the ball not capitalizing on those opportunities not making sure that you score when you get the ball back in the third quarter, in the beginning of the third quarter, it was three turnovers, two of them of the Broncos, and you still are unable to execute. I don't know who this, you know, like since I don't know who to slap. Like, what what do I do? Do do I get on the coach? Do I get on the Broncos? What what is going on? That was the sloppiest game I've ever seen. It also was the most intriguing game that I've ever seen. And the the field goal the field goal reminded me. And I knew we weren't going to talk about them, but the field goal reminded me of the Falcons. If you had one more try, now for the Falcons, a different situation, I would have went for that fourth and one. That fourth and five, maybe I would have went for it too to get it in just a little bit closer. The more that you push your kicker out, and the Broncos, they're they're known for having a reliable kicker, but this year the kicker he's he's kind of okay. I would have pushed it in a little bit more. You got to. When you're kicking from 60 yards or back, maybe 50 yards or back, you have to dig a little deeper. So the ball is going to go more up than it is going to go forward. So kicking it, I see exactly why he missed. I see exactly why they didn't make it. You put too much trust in your team to just stay right there and then run down the clock. Randall, there's nothing more to say. Either the Broncos get it together against the Jets or they need to trade for another quarterback because all the hype that you did that this is the next person to come after payment and to lead the Browns into a new era is not, I'm not seeing that at all. And, you know, just for me is that he could be a good kicker, but even for, 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 uh, for, for a coup, you know, with the Falcons, like, you know, he's a great kicker, but 63, 64 yards. That's a lot, especially when that team is trying to, to block the kick too. Because we saw with the Saints, Ku got blocked at the end. You know, I think he could have made that. But Ku got blocked. And then the thing with, with McPherson is that with him, he had a practice kick, and he missed it. So you had practice, and you missed it. Shannon Sharp on the Manning cast said it. Whereas I hook it to the right, because you kick it the first time, and it went left. Kick it to the right. You, you, you get paid to do this, so you can make it, because if, if, if it ventured to the right a little bit, he would have made the practice kick. So kick it to the right and you make it. I just think that I don't blame the kicker. I just think that in that moment, you trust your quarterback that's making all that money. And I'm not saying anything different. There have been prognosticators in the media that have said the same thing. But why don't you trust this guy you just made a huge trade for? That was probably the move of the offseason. You bring in Russell Wilson, the quarterback of that ilk, to do things like this. Why do you get Tom Brady? Why, why do you, uh, why'd you get Peyton Manning with the Broncos? back in the mid-2010s when they won the Super Bowl against against the Panthers. Like, why do you get these quarterbacks? You get them to make plays. So let your star quarterback make a play. I, I just thought it was asinine, and I know Denver's heated. I heard that they're already talking about him being on the hot seat. The honeymoon is over because now I want to see them win every game up to they really get to the games that are really challenging. I don't think the Broncos are going to beat the Chiefs. I don't think they beat the Chargers, the Raiders. I don't even think they make the playoffs at this point. And yeah, maybe I'm being, you know, just too emotional. Maybe I'm not looking at things the right way, but I think that this is going to derail their season because this is the game you win. The NFL gave y'all a layup, and you blew the layup. Like I, I just, oh, it, it, it was disgusting. I'm not even a, I'm not even a Broncos fan. 
But as a sports fan and as someone that tries to be intelligent and tries to look at, you know, the deeper side of sports and strategy and all those different things, it really ticked me off. And I think that every football fan should have been very upset at that because that's a moment made for TV. Russell Wilson against his old team and you put it on him with under a minute left to go get his team in field goal range. That is what NFL primetime games are made of. He was robbed of that. I just wasn't a big fan. This week, so many up and downs. You don't know where your team is going next, especially after this and how they played. I, and you know, they, they play the Texans next week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they play the <laughs> Texans next week. And I don't think the Texans are too happy after that tie, and they have something that they need to prove now, too. So th this is going to be a game of the battle of who really wants it more. And I think that's been a running theme for us. Who really wants it more? What are these offseason trades resulting in? What are the contract extensions doing? He signed a major contract for you to go in your old house to get booed, lose, have a kicker, have a practice kick, and still miss, fumble two times at the one-yard line of your own goal. I, you know... Their home goal. It, it was, I don't know what the Broncos were on. All right, so let's get into these games for week two of the NFL season. According to Ariel, like my predictions last week, I got 10 games right, one game wrong from what we're seeing. I, we could be wrong on that, but I mean, I guess I'm getting better at this NFL thing. I, I mean, I should have made some bets, okay? Could have got some money, but. We, we don't we don't bet okay because I don't want to spend I don't want to waste my money because I want to you know I, I, I'm in, anything I do I'm invested so I want to get invested in gambling but you know we're gonna see what's going on with these games on this week I think it's, it's just a lot of it's a lot of layups but it's also some games that are that are a little bit challenging so let's start with Thursday so this is history y'all so the Chiefs and the Chargers is gonna be on Amazon Prime Video so this won't be on linear television. It won't. It will not be on broadcast nor cable. It's gonna be on Amazon Prime. So you need to make sure you get your Amazon Prime. Pay up on it if you haven't paid it, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime Video. This will be history. But I think that the Chiefs are gonna win in a close game. Arya, what do you think? I hate that I was super duper wrong coming against you last week. I got to build up my credit. People trust me out here in these football streets. Um, you know what? After the last game, I might have to agree with you. Like, the Chargers don't look bad, but Kansas City, man, that beat out against the Cardinals last Sunday, uh, that that was astonishing. And as you can see, Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost his step. So I'm going to agree with you. I, I'm going to agree with you because I don't want to lose Kansas City. Agree with me is the right bet at this point. Okay, so of course, Jets and Browns. Okay, that's a little bit of a toss-up. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think the Browns got some momentum. I think the Browns win just because they have momentum. And we might be in a situation where where this time next week, we're talking about if the Browns even need Deshaun Watson. So I think the Browns might win this one. You know what? Um, and you know, not not just to agree to agree, but <laughs> the Browns. I have to say them. I don't feel like I think the situation with Zach Wilson is kind of taking a toll just a little bit with the Jets and they're trying they're still trying to figure out an offensive line. Defensively, they look great. Sauce Garner played an amazing game with the Jets last week. So I don't think they're as established as the Browns are making themselves seem to. So I think the Browns are gonna win. 
So the Commanders versus the Lions. The Lions did surprisingly well against Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. That's interesting. I think the Lions might be getting a little bit better, but I think the, the Commanders are really coming with it. So I think the Commanders win, but that's probably going to be a really close game. You know, I was, you know, I told you I've been following them since Hard Knocks, and I'm very proud of their progression and the team that they built. And they took really, they took a sincere time of trying to figure out who was actually going to work within this year, who was going to have enough grit. That was their thing with the Detroit Lions. We need grit. We need to make sure that we're pressuring. We need to make sure that we're forcing turnovers. We need to make sure that we're getting down the field. I'm going to have to say the Lions. I think the Washington Commanders put on an okay performance um, on Sunday, but I think the Lions may be coming back in this game, so I'm going to have to disagree. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, I, I totally get like that's a toss up because like these are teams that aren't really contenders to me. Um, that like with the Jets and the Browns and the Commanders and the Lions, so it really could go either way. But I, I just think the Commanders coming off that win, I think momentum matters. But this is a game that I think I'm, I'm gonna for sure be right about. So the Buccaneers play the Saints, and I'm definitely gonna be locked into that game. I think the Saints beat the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers did not do that well against the Cowboys considering yeah they won but they didn't do as well as they could have and I think that offensive line being injured for Tom Brady I think that that's a problem for him and I'm not saying he's showing his age totally but I think Tom Brady is older he can't withstand too many hits uh, he was passing the Julio Jones well but still I just think the Saints have always had the Buccaneers number since Tom Brady has been there and I think that after beating the rival Falcons I think that the Saints are going to come in and say, we beat the Falcons, so let's really make a statement and beat Tom Brady and then go 2-0 and then let folks know we're here. And then, of course, Jameis Winston is going to get up because he's playing his old team. So I think that, you know, the Saints are going to beat the Buccaneers. It's going to be probably either a close game or a game where the Saints win by at the very least 10 points, like 10 to 14 points, maybe two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a game where the Saints are going to beat the Buccaneers. You know, I'm going to take caution to this tale because we already told the two teams that were playing against each other that were rivals and had former quarterbacks, and they both end up losing. So I'm, I'm going to take caution to that. I'm going to say that the Bucks are going to win. I know that the Saints pose a really big threat, especially when they do that dual quarterback system that they placed on the Falcons that Sunday. That's dangerous. That's very dangerous. However, I think the Bucs are going to be good with the addition of Julio Jones. I know there's so many injuries that are happening with the Buccaneers, and I know there's a lot to figure out. But I believe, you know, when you have Tom Brady on your team, you're a little bit more stable. So I have more faith than I do with Jameis Winston. And let's not, let's not forget, Jameis Winston was a little shaken up towards the end of those plays. We really don't know if – his ankle or if he's in kind of recovery, he did go into the tent and the other game came back out and he played a really good game, came down to a kick. But I think the Bucks have a better advantage when it comes to the Saints. So I, even though I hate how they're doing me and they have one of my favorite players, I'm going to have to say the Bucks. So I, I listen, bet on Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady is always a safe bet, but the Saints, they always seem to turn up against the Buccaneers. That's why I'm definitely saying the Saints. So Panthers and Giants, I think we can just say the Panthers are going to win this one because I, 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 for me, and this might be another one that's tough, because for me, just simple, Baker Mayfield lost to the Browns of all teams. 
So he has to win against the, the Giants. You know, I know the Giants won last week. Uh, the Giants, you know, they did their thing and they won 21-20 over the Titans. That was a really big upset. But I, I know you got Saquon, like Saquon Barkley in the crew. But come on, man. Like Baker Mayfield has to show up. So I think that, uh, you know, the I think the Panthers are going to win this one. I'm going to agree with you. And I'm going to agree because they don't have a choice. This is battle. This is battle of the running backs. You got Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey against Saquon Barkley. Christian McCaffrey to me is a better, more productive running back that I can see in Barkley. So if they put him down, because Christian McCaffrey didn't really play against the Browns, they were trying to not subject him to any more injuries and make sure that he's there throughout the whole season. They don't have a choice in this game because that's all the New York Giants are going to do. They're going to run them down. They're going to put the running game on the field. They don't really have in the air weapons like that. So that's the main game plan that they're going to do. So they run Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers. And if Baker Mayfield can at least get some rushing yards by himself because he's still a running quarterback, he's still really fast, and also make it to his targets, I think they may be able to win this game. But if Christian McCaffrey doesn't play, it's going to be a little bit equal. But if they do put him in, Carolina Panthers all the way. 100%. I, I agree. And I did not know Christian McCaffrey didn't play. That might be why uh, the Panthers lost last week. So Patriots, Steelers. Steelers, can we agree on that, Steelers? Yeah. Um, you know, no offense to Mac Jones. I still think he he's in the running of becoming a really nice quarterback. But, you know, that that loss that they took was ugly. So it's definitely going to have to be the Steelers. Listen, Tom Brady is not walking back through that Patriots door. So, yeah, the only, the only time he's walking back through that door is when they eventually retire his jersey. All right, so the Colts, Matt Ryan and the Colts versus the Jaguars. Can we agree that Matt Ryan's that South Carolina State alumni, Darius Leonard, Jonathan Taylor and the crew, can we agree that they're going to win versus the Jaguars? You know, I have faith. I'm like, I don't, I don't think they're going to win. We, we can't what? agree. The Jaguars did put on a good... Like, I, we, we can agree, I, but I do believe that the Jaguars put on a, a good show. They're not where they need to be, and I, I still believe um, Sunshine over there. I, I love calling him that ever since I see the Titans movie. He's doing better. Trevor Lawrence is doing better, but he's not there enough. So I do believe that they're going to lose against the Colts this Sunday. Okay, I was about to say, I thought you were saying that the Colts were going were gonna to lose to the Jaguars. I'm like, oh, but no, but no, we're on the same page. No. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, we're on the same page. For the record, we're on the same page. I was about to say, like, what? Like, I like I know Trevon Walker down there, but I'm like, nah, like, I think that 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 you know the Colts should have won last week for sure. But yeah, so we we're in agreement. So the Jaguars have have a little bit more draft than to do. They're gonna get they, they're gonna get another number one draft pick this year. I'm telling you. All right, just, just mark my words. Let me run on that one, too. All right, so the Dolphins and the Ravens. Come on, Ravens, all the way. Lamar going to show y'all he can throw. Lamar, Lamar going to say, bring me my money, like Sam Washington when y'all won that game back a couple years ago. Bring me my money. Lamar going to say, money now. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, the Ravens going to run in and give him his money. You know what I'm saying? Then they're going to run out and be like, that's what I thought. So, yeah, the Ravens going to win the game. I'm so sorry, Randall. I have to bet against you. Oh it's my God. No! Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a spite. I, pro 
I promise, you know, I, I know I was just raving about him. This is his comeback season, and I appreciate that. But Tua Tagovailoa is looking very nice and very secure in his quarterback position, hoping to get, and they're protecting him in the pocket. They know if they injure him again, their season is over. So the way that they looked last Sunday, I, I might have to go for them. They, they're looking kind of nice. And they made that late, that very late close to playoff run last year when he came back. Imagine if he stays healthy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to play devil's advocate. I, I think the Dolphins might um, show a little something. So the two games I'm clearly going to be watching is I'm going to be watching uh, the Buccaneers versus the Saints. I'm going to get my bootleg um, website and I'm going to watch the Ravens versus the Dolphins. Okay. I'm going to be watching that to make sure that we definitely look at that and see how, how Lamar Jackson goes crazy. They Tariq will be like, man, I need to go out there to Baltimore. Tell the Tariq will be like, you know what? Me, maybe being in Miami ain't good. I need to go out to Baltimore with Lamar and help him out. And, and, and then I think that they'll win a championship. So Tariq, just think about it. All right. So Falcons, Rams, listen, I really want to pick the Falcons and I want to be bold with it. But the only problem is that we know that the Falcons offensive line has been terrible and Aaron Donald just lost. I think Aaron Donald is going to turn into the incredible Hulk and like run through the Falcons offensive line and just, and just tackle, you, you, you know, Trubisky. I, I think that, you know, like it, it like it's going to be a situation. It's going to be an issue with the offensive line and defensive line for uh, the Falcons. I don't think they're going to be able to get to Matthew Stafford. And they just lost in prime time, so I gotta pick the Rams. Mm -hmm. But the Falcons, with the Falcons won, I wouldn't be upset. I'm gonna have to agree. Unfortunately, I think the Rams are gonna take it. Now, the only reason they still have that defending like championship on them, but even though both both teams that played in the Super Bowl, the Rams and the Bengals, they both lost in week one. I think that puts a big hammer on them. The Falcons, I don't think they figured out their game plan yet. They do. They look great having Felipe. They look great having our tight ends. They look great having Williams. They look, they don't look bad. They have the weapons. They just don't know how to use them. And not knowing how to use what's on your team, I think, affects you, especially when it comes down to those fourth and ones or those three and ones and not able to capitalize off of that the rams love that and i think it's something to be scared of and you know i think everybody's scared of aaron donald so i don't think that marcus Mariota is going to be as productive as he wants to be so ultimately just logically it's going to have to be the rams even though they lost their opening game it still has to be the rams so Bengals versus cowboys so i think we can agree the Bengals are going to win this one right Are, are you okay me? Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. My mic was going crazy. Yes, we can agree that the. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if, if you said a full sentence. It, it cut out, but hopefully it'll show up. Uh, in the, the separate track that we're going to have uh, for the recording. So let's go on and get through it. So Texans, Broncos, uh, Broncos win that one. I got the Broncos. Gosh. Broncos. Love we're we're going to agree. Love it. Love it. So Cardinals, Raiders, uh, Raiders. 
Cardinals. I'm gonna have to go with the Cardinals on this one. I, I can you hear me? Yeah, I can. I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to go with the Cardinals on this one. I it was a terrible game. I, I think they still have a little bit of juice left. You know, I this will start my Derek Card. Um, you know, my not hate, but my very uh, deep deep opposition against him so I, I think the cardinals will take it <laughs> all right so we'll, we'll see about that one I, th- I think the raiders take that one for sure uh bears and packers i don't know why this is the 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 nbc like primetime game i have no idea i guess because it's a rivalry but but this is just like how they do thanksgiving i'm like bro i don't want to see the packers versus the bears the bears are terrible i don't care if they won i don't care if the packers lost aaron Rodgers is going to win so I, li- literally this is going to be open shut Two straight terrible NBC games. The Packers are gonna win. I'm here for you. Justin Fields really honestly to me got lucky, especially with the rain situation that happened against the 49ers. I mean, playing against Trevor Lance. Uh, being his first game is still trying to learn that offense. I think that was an awesome advantage for him as well. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to lose back-to-back games. That's just unheard of. I can't see that. So we can both agree that it's going to be the Packers. For sure, 100%. So Monday night, so let's go on and just um, go through these real quick. Titans versus the Bills. The Bills have a lot of momentum. I think that the Bills are going to win, and that's going to be a doubleheader um, on uh, ESPN. Uh, so it's going to be ESPN, ESPN2. So Titans and Bills, I think the Bills win that one. Uh, what do you think, Ariel? I'm with you. The Bills are definitely going to win. I don't think the Titans are as good as they used to be. They definitely disappointed me last Sunday, so the Bills might have it. And lastly, Vikings versus Eagles. I think both these Monday night games are going to be really good. So I think that the Eagles will win this one. Because Jalen Hurts almost lost to the Lions of all people. So I need Jalen Hurts to get it together. So I think that the Eagles are going to win, but it's going to be a close one. I'm going to have to agree. I think the Vikings are... I think the Vikings are going to win. That upset that they pulled last week, I think, says a lot about them and going in. I know Jalen Hurts is definitely going to come with his team, but I think the Vikings may pull this off. I love it. I love it. So those are your games for the weekend. And also, uh, this is also, you know, just what we think is going to be. And we're going to see uh, who is the most right. But Aria, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at askgreery underscore underscore or go check out my website, theunnextopinion.weebly.com. I love it. You can follow Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, and on YouTube, just Pulse Radio. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the other side.